0: Than what we covered this morning. So this is uh, some addendum on that end of things. And we are, as physical beings, uh, as we talked about, in the the body, the hippocampus, we've got these different areas of the brain that are going to be picking up signals and then putting those things, lining them up, categorizing them, matching them with similar things, and then they're stuck in our brain, when that gets interrupted with uh, stress or or other pressures, things are going to make it difficult to find those. So if you've ever just tried to search for a word, something you know, somebody's name that you know and you can't find it and your brain's doing the, you know, hamster on a wheel looking for for things that's that's what's going on it's looking it's searching and it's just not finding those things and the more the the dementia thing kicks in the more those things are lost and so those memories are all there and they just get lost on the spiritual side of that all our minds are different than our brains obviously because they are not material so every experience, everything we've learned, every face we've seen, everything in life is remembered in our minds, not in our brains. The, the brain's going to hold a bun The mind has access to all of it, and you will have it always, because that's you. You are made up of your Experiences and your your history and all of that, and you continue with that. So that part of you is never gone, never erased, and can't. I don't know if I'm going to remember everybody. And you go, not with the brain you got now, but your mind will work as it should, as it was designed to, and it'll be able to track all of that. So your mind's tracking those things now, which is really cool. All the things you've learned and you will be able to use that. With the loss of of uh, connections, you we have to work on it, you know, to keep that keep that uh, fresh, keep the brain functioning because that's our interface for this life in the physical world and we have to keep that thing really active two parts to that one is the sleep thing which you know we'll we'll talk about some more on the dreams but the sleep cycle if you've been struggling with that you just you know take a nap or something just be sure to not now less <laughs> a little bit but take just you got to have that so that your brain is, is going to keep finding those things and being able to access things. And uh, if you can, trust the Lord with your sleep pattern, ask him to help you read scripture before you go to sleep, kind of clear the other stuff away so your brain can really be healthy in those areas. And there's a, a part of us that probably gets forgotten when it comes to the brain thing, but the second brain is your gut. And it is also storing information it's it 's the uh, part of it. so if if you 're struggling with different gut issues, nutritional issues things that affects the second brain and it 's probably really good to you know, make sure that you're you're uh, taking care of that part of your your body your health, and so just looking at um, how your how your uh, your overall I guess your overall health is is going will help avoid some of the mental uh, missteps and wherever those kind of uh, you're looking for those words just like I am right now you got <laughs> too much dessert so we've got an uh, opportunity uh, with dreams to kind of move this our. Our minds, the spiritual side of that, the spiritual side of the mind that keeps information to feed it, to feed it properly and to see what kind of cool things we can see come out of that. The other part of this is, is we're preparing for all of eternity with this and we want to live in that, in that realm. But I, let's go to dreams. Let's go to dreams. So we've got a, um, this is a story in Gideon. And Gideon asked for help from the Lord, like, is that really you? Should I really go to attack? You know, there's a whole army out there. Is this really a good idea? I want a whole lot more people. And God says, no, you take less people. And he's going, it just isn't a good idea, Lord. Give me a sign. So he's, you know, pretty much every little bit. And he's going, you know, I need a sign. So he goes to the camp, the Midianite camp. This is in Judges 7. And he's asked the Lord again, because he's already done signs and signs and signs, and now we're at another one. And he's going, I don't know, I don't want to attack the camp, and now you got me down to 300 guys, and this is really horrible. Because he's looking across, and he says, The armies of Midian, the people of the east, had settled in the valley like a swarm of locusts. And he's got 300 guys. So he's, you know, I don't know. So he sneaks up there, and the Lord says, just go down there and listen. Remember this part? Just go down there and listen. Gideon crept up just as a man was telling his companion about a dream. And the man said, I had this dream in my head, or the dream, a loaf of barley bread came tumbling down into the Midianite camp. It hit a tent, turned it over, and knocked it flat. His companion answered, your dream can mean only one thing. So, loaf of bread, hits the camp, knocks the tents over. What's the one thing? We're going to get bread, tents weren't built well? Because it can only mean one thing. He just said. This is so helpful. Wow, I get sound effects. His companion answered. God has given Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite, victory over Midian and all, its, all of its allies. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed and worshiped before the Lord. He returned to the Israelite camp and said, Get up, let's go get him. So, heard about the dream. goes. So, here's this dream. A Midianite gets it, he shares it with his buddy. At the appropriate time when Gideon happens to be right there, so that you know there's just coincidence after coincidence on how this thing plays out, but there's an external, so we 're going to look at that and and the dreaming sense so if you if you've done any uh looking into dreams from the psychological side, so we'll put that over here Ooh, we need that in there, and we'll do the spiritual side. The psychological side is uh, Freud and his friends, and when you start hearing about that, you got you know all kinds of issues. The reason you dream about things is because of your relationship with your parents, and uh, sex is always a big part of that. Freud has some issues, so we've got this whole how how does how do we think? How do we? How do we? Our dreams are telling something. That's why they have the therapist guy, and you have to lay down and you reveal yourself. As, you know. And so they're interpreting. A whole bunch of it is interpreting dreams based on this scenario that they've invented. Some of it's observation, but some of it's just you know just some made up stuff. Where I want you to notice that there's a difference is there is a reality in in us that's internal and that's our processing the natural uh, brain function again our our the brain in our head our second brain in our gut and and that's talking to each other and those the brain aspect of this thing is going to keep us functioning fully And and God has wired us in such a way that it really is taking the information that we've had throughout the day, reading our systems like the computer does, and then putting all of that information in its rightful place. If you don't get really good sleep, it can't put it in the rightful place. Then your heart rhythm gets off, your gut fouls up, your circulatory system's messed up, the breathing kind of gets rearranged. It's just going to mess with us. So the brain has to be able to access and work through all of those things. And that dream, uh, dreaming that it does in a natural way has to happen. This one is so fun. Because it's external. To us. So a Midianite is, is not an Israelite. They're not worshiping the same God. So they're not getting information like, oh, we walk with God and, you know, like Abraham. So we're getting information like him because we have this relationship. Nope, God has access all the time to people. And it's an external. These guys never see that there's an external input into our brains. So it's only this. That's how they wind up with these interpretations of things. This external one, it's coming from out there. God is speaking to us. The other side of this is there's also spiritual input from the dark side, and the enemy can whisper and send not invade in in terms of listening to our thoughts, but certainly knows humanity well enough to say, has God really said... Does he really mean that? Shouldn't you be worried about this relationship and, and about tomorrow and how awful it could be? And what if this person in charge right now, you know, do, what, if, what if this country goes in a direction you don't like and all night long? And what do you have by morning? Churning, churning, churning. And then there's panic. And the second brain is telling the rest of your body, like, oh, my gosh, we got to do something about this. And you wind up feeling it in your gut. That's why you feel things in your gut. Like, oh, I just got a mule kick because I got this information. And you go, why would it happen there? Because the second brain is going, bam, because you just got hit with information. So by morning, it's and I am so uptight, and I don't know which way to go, and the pressures of this life have caved in on me, and who's been speaking in your thoughts? I mean, besides your own, you know, generic anxieties. But if you were dealing with those, and you're turning to God, and you go, you know, I'm just I'm not going to listen to that, and yet, in the night, there's an external source, comes along and whispers. He says, you can't trust those scriptures. You can't trust those guys. You can't trust what's been said. You don't like it this way. You need to be in charge. They should listen to you. In fact, you've been you've been victimized. You've been hurt. You need revenge. You know, all the biblical stuff. So it's coming at you at night. And the Lord is available as well. So tuning into him and drawing from that external source so that the things that are coming into our minds, even as we sleep, are going to be changing us from the inside out. This is a natural process, but the better we have this one, the better this one's going to go. So we want that external. We want to invite God, invite the Holy Spirit, come speak, come guide. I know you're watching over me as I sleep because we covered that in Psalms. So we know he, he, he's aware of what we need. But having him, giving him the freedom, allowing him to be able to, to uh, interact with us. So turn to Psalm 1. It's like the first one. And just look at that.. So Psalm 1. So we're not supposed to, according to this it's only six verses. "Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight. And the law of the Lord, meditating on it in the early morning. (laughs) Dang. Meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked. They're like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. So this whole idea of meditate on the, on the, on the law. Uh, Joshua was given that same information in chapter 1. You know, keep that meditate on the law, night and day. Just keep this thing going. So the night part's not left out, strangely enough. How do you do it? How do you do that at night? But it's part of inviting the Lord and inviting that external source to speak into our minds during during our sleep. And we set it in motion by meditating when we're conscious enough to say, I'm going to think on this. Worry or anxiety is just meditating on the negative. This is meditating on the positive. This is meditating on the power of God. Worry and anxiety is moving in the other direction allowing the other entities to have access to us and play off of those fears just mess with us so even going to sleep and allowing the external uh, voice of God to be able to reach us and then speak into our hearts in such a way that we find healing and health and find that he cares about us and look at that from Psalm one. It's like trees planted along a riverbank you know, the trees along the riverbank seem to be doing really well. they got plenty of water. Things keep coming. they they got sunlight, and they're bearing fruit each season. So they're purposeful and accomplishing things. They, and the leaves ne- never wither. And the wicked are the other way, and they're scattered by the wind, this worthless chaff scattered by the wind. So all it takes on the wicked side is they just dry up they have nothing to carry them forward there's no energy so just think if you have a period of time where you're worried a lot and you don't get much much sleep you're not you know you're forcing yourself to read the bible but really it's just pretty dead they go huh it's like worthless chaff little bit of a wind little bit of a worry little bit of a disruption a little bump in the road and the world falls apart it just comes apart at the seams, and you go, I don't know why I would react to that. That's not such a big deal. It is when you don't have anything left. There's no energy. There's nothing alive. There's nothing really flowing forward as it ought to. And meditating on the Word, night and day, is a way of keeping that going. We're also supposed to pray always, right? We're supposed to be doing that as just routine. You go, wow. You know, I got to sleep, so obviously I can't pray then. Yeah, you can. You still just stay in touch with the Lord. Set the pattern before you go to sleep and just let that, that part of your soul stay in touch with him and communicate back and forth and let him just speak into your heart and speak life and speak direction, maybe correction. But it's still going to bring, like, Psalm 1 saying that's where the life comes and and it prospers and there's fruit in every season and you just go, this is is amazing and it's available to us even in our dreams. So the dreams, internal, external sources and we want to be able to place those things, place uh, dreams in a... In a in a direction, so you can even ask the Lord for you know what, you know what's what's my purpose here? Where am I headed? We get um, the story of the uh, Israelite fathers. So here you go: Abraham has dreams. The Lord shows him the stars and says, "Your descendants will be like that." You go, wow. Okay, all you did is you showed up, you told me to move, and just go where you said to move to. I did that. Because of his faith, God says, I got more for you. Here's what you get. Shows him what's out there. And then his kids, we've got, you know, one on the run because he's been a jerk. And so he takes off, and he falls asleep on a rock, and he has a dream of... This escalator to heaven with angels and things are going from heaven to earth. So that's a whole, that's that whole reality, the unseen realm that we don't see, but it's going on. It's a dream. How do you get there? Well, he's looking, where do I need to go? What's next for me? I got to leave because I really angered Esau and he's probably going to cut my head off. So I'm leaving. Where do I go? And so He's dreaming. So he's searching for what's you know what's next. What? How do I fit into the? We haven't even heard anything about his life yet that says God is important. And all of a sudden, he has this dream, changes his life. He's still a jerk most of the time, but anyway, he still he gets he gets uh, direction. And then he's you know got Joseph who's having dreams, and here's a teenager. And, of course, teenagers aren't looking, you know, to find out. So what's my purpose here? Why am I on, you know, they didn't have high school and college like we do, so that's different. What would he be thinking about? What would he be praying about? What would be his direction? And then God says, hey, here's a picture. And gives him this whole thing with the bowing down and what he shared with his brothers, and that went over well. (laughs) And... But he gets it twice. Also, if you, get the, if you get dreams that show up two, three, multiple times, pay, pay really big attention to that because it's probably the Lord nailing this down for you. But he, he's trying to communicate, and he wants to give us direction just, just like Jacob or Joseph. And then Joseph, of course, is interpreting other dreams, and sometimes it helps, and we go, I don't, I don't know what this means. Of course, if you're a Midianite, it can only mean one thing. That is so random, but God has a way. You know, He's going to use other people to speak to us as well, and He may have the message, have somebody else be able to make sense of the message that we received. That seems really weird to us, and if it's a really weird dream, we remember them better. You know, the colors or the bizarre behavior or something, and it just sticks out. So, might share it with somebody, and they go, "Well, yeah, it can only mean one thing." You go. All right, but those those dreams from the external source, we want to prepare ourselves, or you know, get ourselves in a position to receive those from the Lord and use those to enter our brain first, you know, the brain in the head and the second brain, so that we are accomplishing all that the Lord wants for us, and also experiencing all that He wants for us in terms of health, uh, spiritual health, but physical health. Too. There's healing in, in the midst of that, and there's a, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but if you're real irritable, your, your husband or wife or other people in the home find that disconcerting. If that's news to you, I'm glad I could share that. <laughs> but there's just a, okay, I'm off, and I don't know why I'm off. I don't feel right, I can't think right, the foggy, the... And guess where, not always, just one possibility is something here has gotten sideways. And and it's just sleep and dreaming. Isn't that weird? But again, it's one-third of our lives that we're investing in this. So one-third of our lives can be used. You're not doing, you know, you, you don't have to work on the car. You're not shopping for groceries for that one-third. And God says, let me in. And... He has something to say. But we also have to be aware of keeping other other enemy information or attacks out. So internal, external, that's our source. We want to turn him loose to uh, guide us, direct us, correct us, do whatever it is he needs to do. I'm going to throw this so you guys can ask questions if you want, and then we'll see before Steve falls asleep. Okay, go. <laughs>